Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Shotgun snap to Herbert. Rares back. Fires back. Passes intercepted by Phillips. Rises from the turf. Runs left side. 10-5. Pick six. Here's the snap. He's back. He pumps. He fires for the end zone. And it's juggled in the back of the end zone. What do they call? Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Pat Fryermuth, the Penn State rookie, pulled it in on a combat catch. Randy Bullock, 10th year man out of Texas A&M. Out of the hole to Brent Turner. Snap. Set. Oil Stadium. Second and ten. Stafford from the gun. Looking right. Throwing. End zone. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown LA. Rushing the gun from the five. Snap is back. Looking left. Fade. Left side. Cooper. Touchdown. How about that? PK, there were some teams that got off to really nice starts in the NFL, got to Halloween with only loss, a loss or two, and laid an egg. And then there were a couple teams, man, win with your backup quarterback, or in the case of the Saints, your third-string quarterback. Saints beat the Bucs 36-27. Jameis Winston, potentially season-ending knee injury. It didn't look good. They're worried about the ACL and MCL. We'll hear later today. Cowboys beat the Vikings 2016. Cooper Rush. Filling in for Dak Prescott, throwing for 325 yards and two scores. Those are two good wins for those teams right there. The Saints staying in the NFC South race with that win. And the Cowboys looking looking good, running away with the NFC East. Yeah, I don't even think they need that. They needed that game. Probably didn't. But obviously it was a nice to get with uh, Dak out. Those are the two teams that ought to be feeling really good right now. They're the teams that blew it and probably don't feel nearly as good. The Chargers lost at home to the Patriots 27-24, so they fall to 4-3. and three. The uh, Bengals lost to the Jets, blew a late lead. Mike White, three touchdown passes, a couple of late scores for the Jets to come back and beat the Bengals. 34-31. Uh-oh, it's over? <laughs> Mike White seizes the do- job. Wally Pip. Another New York story. Well, the uh, world of sports is a lot different in, in those days. Uh, you couldn't move. So, but uh, obviously, White deserves an opportunity to play. I mean, he looked great. I was, I was uh, watching that game a little bit on the ticket and throwing for 400 yards. Now, he's been around a little bit. Hadn't had a lot of playing experience, but he's bounced around. And. Boy, he sure looked good, man. Obviously, he's going to start this week. Zach's hurt anyway, so there's, it's not like it's a quarterback controversy now. But this is White's opportunity to seize the job. You put together two or three of these. To me, it's like the Cam Rising deal. Uh, yeah, Utah's offensive line sucked. Okay, it wasn't any better in the second half against San Diego State. He played with the same offensive line, so it was clear that you looked at Brewer in the first half against San Diego State and Rising in the second half against San Diego State. Who was better? Well, it was obvious. And who is better? I'm not saying White is to that point, 
but it's not like their line and everything else for the Jets got all of a sudden got way better because I thought Cincinnati's an emerging team. That's why it's such a bad loss for the Bengals. And for the Jets, it'll be a short turnaround. They'll get the Colts on Thursday night at Indianapolis. Man, the Colts made a mess. They had the Titans on the ropes. The Titans should have been on a list of this list of teams taking bad losses. But Carson Wentz with a couple of brutal blunders late in the game in the fourth quarter. Instead of taking the safety, throws a left-handed pass. That was open, though. <laughs> a two-yard interception return. <laughs> then, after they trade punts in overtime, he throws another pick that sets up the game-winning field goal. I could live with that one. Trying to make a play. The other one was stupid. And now they're saying that Derrick Henley's suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury yep. for the Titans. So, obviously, he's a significant part of their offense. Titans win 34-31, but no Derrick Henry. That would obviously be a big, big hit to their uh, to their hopes this year. There were teams that are good, that played like they're good, and took care of business. The Rams beat the Texans 38-22. They're up 38-0. The Texans got some scores late. So the Rams 7-1 now, tied with the Packers and the Cardinals for the best record in the NFL. The Steelers within a game of the division lead. You buying it? They beat the Browns 15 10. They're 4 3. Ravens are 5 2. Bengals obviously coming back to the pack a little bit now. They're 5 3. Sure, I'm not going to rule the Steelers out until they're out. Bills took care of business. It was close for a while, but second half, they take charge. They beat the Dolphins 26 11. Monday Night Football, it's the Giants and the Chiefs. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Calvin Ridley announced Sunday he is stepping away from football at this time to focus on his mental health. He missed his second straight game for a personal matter. Not expected to be season-ending, expected to be back, but he's missed a couple of games here. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies take another step towards the division title. They beat Hawaii 51-31. First time it didn't require drama and the rally. Look at them get up by 30 points and win by 20. They did have to return an onside kick for a touchdown late. And Blake Anderson will join us. We'll see if he's mellowed at all from his postgame comments Saturday. He was not happy to let Hawaii back in the game, but typical. Logan Bonner, 360 yards passing, four touchdowns. They did a lot of things right, and they rolled. Now it's New Mexico State. Want to take a shot at the line for that game? 47. <laughs> 47. Uh, I'll go 23 and a half. 17. Healthy. Aggies versus the Aggies, Saturday afternoon in Las Cruces. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. The Utes roll UCLA 44-24. Davion Thomas, 160 yards rushing, four scores. Cam Rising adds a couple of touchdowns. Utes burst out to score in their first four possessions. Four touchdowns, four possessions, and they were in charge the rest of the way. Improved to 5-3 and three on the year and 4-1 and one in the division. Got anything you can nitpick about that game? Nah. It was all good. Right down to Cam Rising's pooch punt. Yeah, that was nice. That was obviously. Kyle said after the game he was a high school punter, so they knew he could do it. Downed one punt at the six and one at the nine. 
added down. Sure, yeah, I'm something to think about, uh, but you know that's the first time they did it, so now people are going to be aware of it. But I just don't know that the competition really matters. They're going to go in that Oregon game, and it's not going to matter. I think you're right about that. <laughs> I looked at the schedules yesterday. Utah to beat Stanford. Stanford's lost three in a row and four out of five. Your outlier theory, Stanford wins or win over Oregon, fits that perfectly. They've got one and four in the last five games, but they beat Oregon. That makes no sense. It's a Pac-12. So, yes, it does. There you go. Want to take a shot at the line for this one? Six? And a half. Or six, depending where you look. You get a win for that. That's a W right there. Bingo! Well, I looked at uh, the castaways in Vegas. Really? It's no longer there. My parents used to love that hotel. <laughs> the castaways? I've never <laughs> even heard of it. <laughs> it was a small one. It was on the strip. Hmm. Doors open to the outside, but they had a little small casino. What does the doors open to the outside mean? Well, as a, a hotel. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it was basically as a motel. Yeah. If you want to call it that, yeah. but it was, it was a little bit nicer. Okay. But uh, she, when we first started going to Vegas in the 70s, which was like every other weekend. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> to gamble, that's the number one thing. So they used to stay at the Castaways. Dragging your young butt up there. You're coming along. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of time in Vegas. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. It was a wild game. BYU eventually wins it 66-49. They were up 21 to nothing. And they were 28-7. And then suddenly they were down at halftime, 42-38. But they win the second half 28-7. They win the game 66-49. Most points they've scored in 20 years. And the Cougars improved to 7-2. Tyler Algier. An eye-popping, career-best 266 yards and five touchdowns. Video game numbers. Dragging people. Jaron Hall, 391 yards and four total touchdowns for him. Massive stats. I think sometimes things come too easy and it actually is detrimental. We saw it a week ago with uh, Utes and Oregon State going up 14-0. And then we see here going up 21-0. Now, they didn't lose the game, but obviously last week the Utes did. And then Oregon State ready to build them up and turn around and get beat by Cal. That's why I didn't. I don't think Oregon State. I don't really think there's a good team, a great team in this conference. But sometimes things come easy for teams, and then you have to regroup. And the good thing for BYU is they did regroup. BYU moving up eight spots in the poll. They are 17th in the AP poll, back in the coaches' poll at number 20. And everybody stop talking about those polls because tomorrow night. The rankings come out for college football, and then that'll be the number everybody goes with going forward. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The handoff to Kenneth Walker. Blows through the Wolverines. On his feet at the 10. He's into the end zone. Here's a little toss to Abram Smith. Spins out of a tackle. He's to Uh the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Back to throw Brown. Little pressure. Hit, but throws. And it is caught for the touchdown. 
First of all, what a throw, and then what a catch by Troy Franklin. Jones from two yards deep in his end zone, right between the hash marks, moves up the middle. Marcus Jones to the 25, to the 30, breaks outside to the 35. Marcus Jones at midfield. Marcus Jones is going to take it to the house. Touchdown, Houston. Houston beats SMU. With the game-winning kickoff return, if you've just tied the game up, should you really kick it deep to the All-American? I don't know. They say squib kick it, uh, but then they, they squib kick it and they return it to the uh, your 40. Make a play. Did not make a play. Houston gets the win. SMU gets their first loss. And is SMU's coach headed to TCU? Because Gary Patterson is out of TCU after 20 no. years. School announced it last night. Well, that'd be across town for uh, Dykes, but I think he could do better than that. Why go from SMU to TCU? LSU? USC? Who you got in mind? Texas Tech. Is Texas Tech better than TCU? I would argue no. I would argue no. I'd rather well. live in Fort Worth. I've, well, I've not been to Lubbock, but our former producer, Terry South, did for two years, if you get my drift. And he told us a lot about it. He did. <laughs> and based on what Terry South told me, I would opt for the Metroplex. And I've been to Fort Worth yeah. and TCU's campus several times over the years because I used to be in the conference, so I was there for basketball and football. Uh, and so I would rather live there. But Dykes is a, uh, is a, is a commodity. You know, he, he coached at Cal, obviously. Had prolific offenses there. So, But he's a Texan. I'm not sure. But it's better to have options than to not. And maybe he just stays at SMU. Maybe he's fine there. Michigan State beats Michigan. They rally. Harbaugh, he won big games at Stanford. Got to a Super Bowl with the Niners. Didn't win it. But man, winning the big games at Michigan has eluded him. And they had the lead. They were in a good spot. But Michigan State comes back and wins the game. Yeah. Great game. Ohio State, 7-1 and one now. So we're just labeling the Oregon game a fluke? Or Ohio well, State still I mean, vulnerable? Yeah, you get beat, man. You get beat. Things happen. It's the college kids. You lose a game. It's not, it's not that surprising. But you had Michigan State to the Rose Bowl, which means Ohio State to the playoffs. So you got Ohio State taking Michigan State down. They play the next to last week of the season. Ohio State closes with Michigan State and Michigan on consecutive weeks. Well, go Michigan to Michigan State. <laughs> there you go. Oregon, number seven, Oregon, took care of Colorado, 52-29. to Anthony Brown throws for 307 yards and three scores as Oregon beats Colorado because everybody's supposed to beat Colorado. Colorado won the money game, and they beat Arizona. Well, at least Colorado and Arizona showed a little bit this week. They didn't roll over and die. USC star wide receiver Drake London, one of the top receivers in the country. Potential first-round, probable first-round NFL draft pick. But now, fractured ankle out for the rest of the season. And that's the argument for uh, when you're talking about Thibodeau. Does he really want to play all the way through the season here? He's already had a couple injuries. Yeah, if he decides to step away, man. Can't blame him. I can't at all. Uh, Drake London's a star, and it sucks. Get yourself healthy. Uh, I don't even know what grade he's in. Is he draft eligible? Yes, he he's a junior. Uh, then get out of there, man. Especially with a new coach and blah, blah, blah. Go go make money. Down to six undefeated teams now. Texas-San Antonio announced a long-term extension for coach Jeff Trailer on Sunday. 
A $28 million deal that runs through 2031. Which is meaningless. They've done what they can, but when bigger schools come calling with more money. Yeah. He's already on the list at Texas Tech. For, the, sure. for them to give him $2.8 million is pretty impressive for that level. And and for that length. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing what they can. Yeah. But somebody but... else can come walking in with four, five, or six exactly. million dollars and bye-bye. There you go. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Portis bumping back and go Neil round ball robbery. Here comes the Royce on the run. Big steps to the rack. Left hand finish at the cup. Oh boy. Royce O'Neal flexing back the other way and should be. What a defensive night he's having. And he rips one from Portis. Takes it coast to coast. And the Jazz are up 13. Timeout Mike Budenholzer. And that's defense. Wow. Thanasis drives it. Gobert swatted by Rudy. This is a real opportunity for the Jazz right now. Ingles for three. Pow! Blocked out of the air by Whiteside. He came from nowhere and got his hands up and blocked the big one. He grins and smiles going back the other way as Donovan rises and fires for three. Pow! Jazz beat the Bucks 107 to 95. Not all of the Bucks were there. Giannis Antetokounmpo play, but Chris Middleton was out with a non-COVID illness. And then they were also missing Drew Holiday. He's got an ankle issue, and Lopez. Lopez was out. Well, Lopez only played one game this year, so missing three key guys. The Jazz get the win. They bounce back from the loss to the Bulls on Saturday when they didn't have Mike Conley. Not playing him in back-to-backs this year. So he rested on Saturday, and they get the win on Sunday. Five and one, tied with the Warriors for the best record in the West. And there's four teams in the East that are off to a five and one start as well. Yeah, well, that's a great watered-down Milwaukee team, so they should win, and they did. And I liked a little background on Whiteside. He came from nowhere. I don't know his background. <laughs> I think that was on the court. Oh. The guy looked oh. like he was wide open. All of a oh. sudden, there's Whiteside swatting the thing away. Oh, I have an impoverished background. I and mean, He came from nowhere. Wide open, and suddenly, Whiteside, <laughs> the block shot. Oh, and the most disappointing thing is the streak. 99 straight for Jordan Clarkson. His post-game answer was hilarious. He's a deadpanner anyway. He is. His first question, well, I might as well ask the obvious. Tony Jones said, what about, you know, your reaction? Do you have any any reaction to the end of the streak? Long pause. Long pause. No. (laughs) That bleeps over. (laughs) Time to start a new one. I mean, it doesn't really matter. No. He's and not shooting it, the ball well. No. Is this streak really impressive if you continue it by going one for eight? I mean, you still have the streak, but it's one for eight. Well, and he knows he can shoot the ball better than that. We know he can shoot the ball better than that. I actually like it, though. That they're winning and yeah. they're not shooting the ball. I don't, yeah. I mean, they came out and hit, what, their first five or six threes six yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, you knew that wasn't going to last. There's no way. But I, I like the fact that. M- Mitchell hasn't really found his groove consistently. Clark's Clarkson on Saturday, you know, he can he can weave his way and pump fake and go over his left shoulder and get to the hoop, and but yet they weren't falling, and you could you could almost feel the frustration through the television. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Bulls have got a decent team this year. Good for them. Uh, so don't be in a situation where you're just making all your shots now anyway. I'm fine with it. Jazz are five and one. Donovan Mitchell is shooting 31% from the three-point line. He's shooting 40% from the floor. 
And we're all expecting both of those numbers to go up. Right. Quinn in the postgame said, we're not shooting it well as a team. No. But they're 5-1. and one. Now, they haven't played the toughest schedule, so that's a part mm-hmm. of it, but they're going to shoot it better. Yeah, I don't worry about the scheduling. It's at the pro level. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ball, high screen from Plumley. He'll use it. The runner on its way. It's good. LaMelo ball. Between his legs, dribbled it off his foot, and it's into the backcourt, and they're going to say it's deflected by Thompson, so we play on with three seconds to shoot, and two, and from the circle, he fires, and he hits! You have got to be kidding me! Russ, all the way to the basket, counted in the foul! The Brody! Highlights from Sunday action. You had the Lakers beating the Rockets 95-85. Westbrook had 20 points in the win as the Lakers beat one of the worst teams in the league. Luka Doncic from the logo, 40-footer to beat the shot clock. Dallas's big lead was down to three against Sacramento, but he hits that. They go on to win 105-99. The Kings lose that game, and they will be here in Utah to play the Jazz Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And also you heard the Hornets beat the Blazers. LaMelo Ball, 27 points in Charlotte's win. You check the box score to see how the Blazer guard shot it in that game, PK? Oh, Lillard sucked. Horrible numbers. Struggling as bad as I think we've ever seen him struggle. It's over for him. I've been saying that for a while. You have? No. That's what I thought. (laughs) Uh, Damian Lillard, 5 of 20 from the floor and 2 of 14 from 3. He finishes with 14 points, and Portland gets beat there. Draymond Green, among those who like the new officiating in the NBA so far this season. He's a defensive-minded guy, doesn't like offensive players, initiating contact and flailing away trying to draw fouls. Can I also say how satisfying it's been to watch the game of basketball without all those BS calls? I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to curse in interviews, right? Can I say how satisfying it is to watch the game without all those terrible calls? Guys, cheating the game and grabbing guys and getting a foul. I agree. I've been really enjoying watching basketball this year. Kerr said that the other day. I agreed with him. We don't, we're not here to see the free throws. If you well, foul them, you foul them. Yeah, but and, you can't create the free throws. And the league's players are going to try to find an advantage. You can remember Kobe, I told this story, talking about he knew where to go on the floor based on where the referees were on the floor because he knew they had certain blind spots as they did their three-person rotation. And I think he was talking about he knew he could get to the left elbow and nudge the fe- the defender a little bit because where the referees were, they couldn't see it as well. And actually, right? you can totally, once he tells you that, it wouldn't yeah. occur to us. You're like, well, if he's at the left elbow, yeah. he's got the defender, his body is blocking the guy on the sideline. But the defender's body is blocking whoever the ref is on the baseline. Yeah, and so they're studying this, and these guys are smart dudes by and large, so they're figuring stuff out to get advantages. And that, to me, that's gamesmanship as opposed to cheating. And so clean it up when you can, because fans, as you say, nobody wants that. And they did that with the hardened sway and the three, you know, he got three point shot. Come on. So the league is smart to look for ways to improve the game. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. First pitch to Adam. Swung on a fly ball to deep right. That's carrying back there to the wall. Grand slam! 
Another curve. Pulls it through the left side. That's a base hit. Tucker around third base. Throw in. Not in time. Astros lead 8-5. to five And a clutch hit with two outs for the machete. And Carlos drives this in the left for a base hit. Altuve can walk home, and the Astros have a 9-5 lead. Correa's third hit and second RBI. Houston Astros had not been hitting the ball in Atlanta. Two runs on 10 hits combined in games three and four. Facing elimination, they start swinging the bats again. Gave up the grand slam in the first, but outscored the Braves 9-1 the rest of the way and win 9-5. So we will have a game six tomorrow night in Houston. Yeah, well, they hit the slam, and I was watching that game, and then the uh, Strohs come back with two in the next, uh, very next at bat, top of the second. I said to my wife, uh-oh, it's going to be one of these games. You just feel it, that there was going to be a lot of twists and turns. It's going to be high scoring. I thought I was watching Virginia and BYU. Ah. Ah. <laughs> All right, on to Houston. Game six tomorrow night. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL scored early, had a couple more chances to go up 2-0. One player said after the game they didn't really want to be there. If we'd scored the second or third goal, it could have been 6-0. Instead, they don't score. Their goalkeeper made a couple of big saves, and San Jose wins 4-3. RSL's playoff hopes taking a big hit. Minnesota won yesterday, so they are out of the playoff picture right now. Hmm. When's the playoffs start? They got two more games, and then it's on to the postseason. They play Wednesday and Sunday. There'll be a break for international play, though, so I think it's three weeks, two and a half weeks. It's a midweek start. But RSL is going to have to beat some of the best teams in the league if they're going to get there because they got Portland at home Wednesday and then at Kansas City Sunday. Go figure. Seems like a long shot now. The games that were there for the taking, Austin, Chicago, San Jose, all missing the playoffs. And they lost all three of them. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joined us at 7 o'clock. Nick Ford, the Utes offensive lineman, will join us at 9 o'clock. And the Aggies head coach, Blake Anderson, will be here at 9.30 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies take a break from Mountain West Conference play for a trip to New Mexico for a showdown against New Mexico State. Catch all the play-by-play action this Saturday, beginning with the Aggie pregame show at 1. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Everybody wins, PK. Everybody scores a lot of points. There is much joy and very little outrage. Right. Winning, winning, and more winning. And you look ahead to November, everybody's got a couple cupcakes on their schedule. There ought to be more winning. Utah State should handle both New Mexico and New Mexico State. Got New Mexico State this week. The Utah ought to handle Arizona, and they ought to handle Colorado. And BYU's got Idaho State, a bye week, and Georgia Southern. So that's a couple weeks, and 
really three weeks to get anybody who's a little dinged up healthy for the USC game Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, I'd tell them to take off November. There's a lot of wins Go ahead to, to South these teams. Beach. <laughs> Go to South Beach. Like LeBron did a few years back. Remember when he was with Cleveland? I need some me time. Have a nice Thanksgiving. See you Friday afterward, and we head down to Los Angeles playing the Coliseum. Every Utah team wins in the Coliseum this year. I mean, if Utah did, obviously BYU can, because BYU's better than Utah. Yeah, I said it. You got a final score on your side, so that helps. I know, but I'm willing to say it. They're better. Better kid. I said it. Think they'd be better with your guy? I don't know who my guy is. Cam Rising. You don't know who your guy is. I could have been Baylor Romney. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where you were going. (laughs) Or my Arizona guy, Conover. I don't know. My guy. Your guy. Would be oh would the Utes be better than BYU with Cam Rising? Now that was Cam Rising then as opposed to now because you got to give the guy an opportunity. Um, hard to say. Doesn't matter. Won't happen. Strictly theoretical. Any freaking Dana Carvey over here doing George Bush? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't, but I could be if you'd like. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Uh, at this so, uh, fact is, BYU, best team in the state. How do you argue that? Get you can't. Out of 17th, can't. 17th in the country. Uh, 17th. Could be country. headed for the top 10. And I got a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. So, and they're still going the Independence Bowl. Yep. Uh, so, where are you going? The Alamo Bowl, if you don't go to the Rose Bowl. The Alamo Bowl. I've been to the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I had as much interest being there as the Utes did. Hey <laughs> oh, that was a weird game. <laughs> you and I were both there for that one. That game had a weird vibe. Well, it was no different than the Holiday Bowl. There's the bowls now have been the few haves and the rest are have nots. And bowls that used to be haves or have nots. Yeah, the holiday used to be bowl. a big accomplishment holiday, to go to the holiday bowl. It was a big deal, yeah. Big crowds and yeah. and now they're gonna play in the baseball stadium. They're down there jackhammering concrete to wedge in a football field. But Northwestern was in the stadium the game was in for years. And it was half full. And that stadium was packed for a bunch of holiday bowls. Right. Yeah. So to criticize BYU for going to the Independence Bowl. I I was there when the Utes played in the Fight Craft Hunger Ooh, first this craft, or that bowl. Fight, I don't even know. Is that know the what Indiana the game are. in San Francisco? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that was, was a fun game. But hello, hello, hello. Yeah. There couldn't have been twenty five thousand in that beautiful stadium. Best I haven't been to a lot of NFL stadiums, but best NFL stadium I've been to. They didn't play it last year, they're not playing it this year. Is it done? I would think. Yeah, and Phillips hit a game-winning field goal. It was fun. Uh, the, the game was fun to uh, was competitive. be there. Yeah. But and and then the first, what was the Dallas game? There was like four hundred people Ooh, there in the rain, the heart of in Dallas the Cotton Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Already, I couldn't even remember the name. December. Yeah, yeah. In the morning, was it eleven a.m.? Yeah, all foggy and cold. <laughs> Awful. <Yeah>. Awful. <laughs> Not good. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Six and six U team beating West Virginia, and West Virginia didn't bring their quarterback. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's not the worst game the Utes have played. The worst bowl game. Didn't they play at TCU Stadium against like Tulsa when they're in the Mountain West? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Oh, we're only going to Pac-12 era games? Right. Okay. Because you go independent versus Pac-12. Yeah. So I would be hesitant to criticize the Independence Bowl. If you're going to criticize the Independence Bowl, then you better open up to a lot of criticism. Because you've been to some crappy bowls. So shut up. Uh, it, Plus, it, isn't it easier for BYU fans to deal with this now, knowing in two years? Yeah, Big but Twelve and what? I don't even know what all their bowls are. So, what are you going to play there? Well, uh, they just they they play in all the Texas games. So, they anchor all those bowls. Going back to your point earlier about maybe two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff, probably not, but, but maybe if it were to play out that way, there's actually a machination in BYU's bowl contract that could send them to the Cactus Bowl down there in, in Tempe. If the Big Ten runs out of teams, yes. Oh. And worry then, about that if it happens. Yeah, yeah great. It's closer. And it's and, it's an also ran bowl, just like we're talking. Yeah, I mean, about. it's a, it's, but they're mostly also ran bowls. Yes, I think they there's, all are. There's two but, playoff games, but if you can play in Arizona versus Shreveport, and, and you'd want that, I get that. Yeah, they, that that, but that has nothing to do with the bowl. That has everything to do with the location. Uh, it, it just uh, th- those games now. I don't even worry about them. Unless you're, if you go to the Rose Bowl, you just go to the Rose Bowl, celebrate wildly, man. Go crazy. I'm all for it. And if you get into the playoff or the New Year's Day 6, even to that, they don't mean what they used to. But at least that has some prestige. The rest of them, it's an opera. The way I look at it, it's an opportunity for the kids to be together one last time because everything changes and it changes more dramatically than ever now with transfers being available and grad transfers and coaches leaving and so forth and so on. So it's an opportunity to get together uh, and that's it. That, that, that's, that's the way I look at it. But the game itself, the final score... And the winner and the loser, it just it doesn't. It has very little reflection on this season, as far as I'm concerned. Bowl games build a rep when there were six, eight, ten, twelve of them, and now there's forty of them, give or take, because none of us really know. We'd have to look it up. Right, and I've been covering bowl games since the '80s. They were a bigger deal. Yeah. Yes, when I worked for the Casa Grande Dispatch. I covered the Fiesta Bowl. Miami and Penn State? The UC Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Bruins, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> you can't even remember. <laughs> it was a big deal, but I don't it really It was played during the so. day. You can remember interviewing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Jimmy a real high scoring game. out on the field. I couldn't tell you jack about the game. Don't look it up. I'm going to look it Don't up. Don't look it up. Too you're, late. You're such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer do you judge your season by a bowl. And so, BYU, that's coming to an end anyway. If they go 11 and 2, that's great. Eleven. I would just as soon play in a game that's before Christmas, as a matter of fact, though. Oh, yeah. I think that if you got... Nobody wants to say this publicly because you don't want to offend the Bulls that you might need later because even though it's not a big deal to go one, to go to one, it's an awful deal not to go to one. Well, that just means you weren't. You didn't qualify. Right, exactly. Get, that, that's the, the, so, the, going to a bowl doesn't matter, but, there but are plenty not of, getting six wins matters. There are plenty of coaches who uh, are not despondent. 
if they get a game before Christmas. Yeah, have it be over. Have it be over. And then everybody goes home. Right, and it's a recruiting uh, blackout period, so it's the most downtime you're likely to get. Yeah, you can still get the practices ahead of time, and it's it's like another spring practice. It, it matters so much. Just, don't, don't you get do 15. That. Don't do that. Well, I mean, we hear the same freaking thing every year. I know. Sick of it. And so get it done. So isn't the Independence Bowl, isn't it before Christmas? No so, idea. Have to look that up, I too. think it is, isn't it? So yeah, look up something that's pertinent, not something that happened in 1985. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Slow your roll. Right here. Just December. As a, you got it. Yeah, you got it. December 18. As a general rule. ABC. It's got a nice, uh, look you up know, something all your that's recruits. more current. All your recruits will be able to see it. Oh, every one of them. Yeah. Every last one of them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a doubleheader with the LA Bowl. Great. So, so I just soon have a Thanksgiving or a pre-Christmas game. So then you're done. So you don't have to gather and try to go through the motions of some bowl game you don't want to be at anyway. <laughs> but you're, you're, they put on your, your best face and you, you go to whatever you do for a couple of, like, go visit We're the children so in the hospital. To be here yeah. and- what a song and dance that is. So don't, don't rip BYU. Just, if you're a Ute fan, just tip your hat this year and say congratulations. And if you criticize because of their schedule last year, you look stupid. Yeah, and I am talking to you, and you know who you are. Ooh, yes. who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. I want names. You. I want names. I'm talking to you, and you know who you are. Come on. They backed it up. There were plenty of people who would hit us up on social media and tell us they're not that good. Look at their schedule. They're playing a bunch of cream puffs. Yeah. Well, they were cream puffs. I'm not here to tell you Texas State was awesome. But they had a lot of NFL guys. They were good. Texas State did? No, BYU did. Oh, well, when you said they, you the pronoun refers right back to the noun. Now, who's nerd boy now? Uh, because I know English? Yes. Nerd boy. Yes. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. You knew exactly what I'm I was getting at. I'm damn proud of it. You knew exactly what I was getting at. <laughs> and what are they, 5-1 and one against your big P5? Oh, did you see the story about them being 5-0 and against the Alliance? The, uh, the Big Ten upset with the SEC, so they formed this partnership with the ACC and the, uh, the Pac-12, and they're going to schedule these games going forward and make sure they vote on the playoffs and construct them exactly as they want. I don't think they're going to schedule anything. I think it's a big talk. So it's, this is all about controlling the playoff and what it looks like. Everything else, window dressing. Yeah. Control the playoff. Make sure CBS and Fox... Get a uh, get part of the playoff so that they'll keep paying for the regular season games, so they don't get aced out by the SEC. I got it. I've done it for weeks. Everything else, window dressing. Play, don't play, whatever. All right, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, coming up in fifteen minutes. Stay with us. The new zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLSports.com.
Utah bounces back from the loss at Oregon State. They beat UCLA. Now, Oregon State had the number one rushing offense in the conference, and they ran the ball all over the Utes. UCLA had the number two rushing offense in the league. Kyle Whittingham's evaluation of the rush defense versus the Bruins. Very much improved, and uh, they've been averaging uh, a lot more than that. And that's uh, Chip Kelly is a heck of an offensive coach, and and really his his basis for everything is the run game. That's where it starts for him, and uh, that was not enough. I know he's not happy with that production, and because they usually do a, a lot better job than that. And and uh, you know he's a guy that really can uh, put together a run game. He's tough to defend. That's your Utes at 50 update, brought to you by Sonic. Buttery Texas toast and 100% pure seasoned beef layered with American cheese. Make it a single or a double. For a limited time, order online or in the Sonic app and save 50%. That's the Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. I'll run it with Algier. He bounces to the outside. Inside the 15. Inside the 5. Reaching for the pylon. Touchdown, BYU. 31 yards for his fourth rushing touchdown of the night. There's your Chevy Strong play of the game. Tyler Algier, 266 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Know that play today at 450. Right here on The Zone, and you can win fabulous prizes. All right. Uh, we ready to hit it, Yak? Are you ready? I have no idea what you're hitting. You went in and arranged <laughs> something with him. I saw you go in there. So <laughs> apparently he's not ready, in spite of all your planning. Sing. Do something. Buy Yak time. Set it up. <laughs> This is for Sniggy. <laughs> and here it is. Two, three, four, go. It is my birthday. <laughs> Take an ice cream for me. Oh, and look what is wielding in behind you. I already had a week full of Halloween candy. There's nothing behind me. <laughs> but it's the thought that counts. <laughs> How does it feel to be 64? I don't know yet, but it's not that far away. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm <laughs> 62. <laughs> so what the hell are you doing today? Don't know. Oh, a surprise! I like it! Well, Honey, there, there anniversary it. in! I like it, yeah! Kids are gone! You're an empty nester now? Imagine the possibilities! There's a chance I was going to golf today, but that might be falling apart. <laughs> oh, me and Jake are going at one. You can come. Uh, I might take you up on that. Yeah. I mean, and then have a great day, man. You deserve it. <laughs> Thanks, PK. <laughs> the Snig Dog's birthday. Get on our app, and I want all you people, because he has meant so much to the community, and just wish him a happy birthday. If I don't get 10, that would be like booing Bronco when he walked out on the field for the first time. 
Saturday night, I would be so disappointed. And uh, I wasn't disappointed. No. Now, they gave him the respect that he deserved. There were people clapping for him when he got off the bus and walked into the visiting locker room an hour and a half, two hours before the game. He got the respect. Not that he deserved, but he earned. earned. He yes. earned Well, he did right. deserve it. And he deserved well, it. Well, they he go hand it. in hand. Yeah. Really, they do when you think about it. But he did. But earn. I wanted to make sure I emphasized that he earned the right to he gave deserve you 11 the good years and a lot of big wins. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Absolutely, he did. And so, and then you beat him. <laughs> so, uh, so here's your opportunity. You've given us like 32 great years and a lot of big wins. So you need to get on the app right now and give DJ a freaking happy birthday because today's his birthday. Yeah, this could, this could easily get out of hand. No, it won't. And let us know. <laughs> Yuck, Yuck agreed with me initially. If you were going okay. to buy him something, what would it be? What would you want to give him? I got a few ideas if you're out of them. <laughs> now, we don't know he's so humble he wouldn't accept your gifts anyway. But if you were going to yeah, give him something, <laughs> what would you give him? For me... It would be a lifetime contract. I like it. Yeah. I would take that. That would be a good No, gift. I don't know for what. <laughs> I thought you meant radio. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime contract. <laughs> Mow your yard. I'm tired of picking up after the dog and mowing the lawn. DJ, you got a lifetime contract. <laughs> Do you want, a, you want a lifetime contract at Channel 2 or at the radio? Because you basically have it anyway. Well, I think that officially uh, you have it. There, there comes a time when that might not be a good idea. Yeah, but that'll be a mutual parting, much like Gary Patterson. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Patterson was not a mutual parting. <laughs> if Gary was going to retire, and I'm not convinced he was, but well, we'll he would have done it at the end of the season. We'll know. No, these new bosses, man, they freaking love you. All right. Every time I go over there, it's just, you know, DJ this, DJ that. <laughs> it's like, come on, go, DJ, come on, man. And this, we we got to have them. Then oh, you go in and yeah, rain on the parade, yeah, huh? Yeah. No, I just sit there and take it. It's not like I haven't had to take it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had to take it for 20 years. It's only 19 and a half. <laughs> it's okay. Well, duh. <laughs> it's 20 in April. <laughs> yeah, but I had to take it during that like six-month waiting period where you f- had to decide whether you were going to take the job oh, or not. Oh, that was so a that week. actually started. No, bull crap. It was a week. It was the week at the conference tournament. No, it was. Well, great. then there was more that I didn't know about. Well. What was so freaking bizarre about that is that this, that December before, I remember this vividly, standing outside of the New York, New York, uh-huh. and I'm talking to a lemma, and we're over at 1280 at the time, you and I, uh-huh. and a lemma, he, he just said it, yeah, they know your contracts are up, and they're coming after, so in the spring, both of you guys will be over here, which was 1320. I look at him. What? I mean, he just said it. Like, it was just like, you see that stoplight? It just turned green. It's unarguable. Inarguable. The way he said it, I remember it's vividly just standing, because they had a thing where they they, they had an ESPN zone. I don't even know if they have it anymore. But they they let the kids go up and they give them tokens and they Mm -hmm. just play all the games. And it was a fun time. We got bored standing there. So we go outside and we're just chatting, overlooking a strip, just killing time. Uh, both down there working, 
and he just told me. So it was well before that. Either that guy had some private info or he was a great forecaster. One of the two. <laughs> but I assume he had private info or intel because he knew. And so here we are all this time later. So show your appreciation on David James' 64th birthday. Oof. It's not my 64th birthday. Yeah, but in, in X amount of years, you want it to be. True story. Right. And you guys, you believe that uh, uh, basically everyone's eternal anyway, so there really isn't no birthdays. It's all the same, right? Everybody's the same age, in a sense. Yuck, is that true? Yeah, right? Yuck's laughing. Right? He's not going to turn on the microphone. What's the truth? Is it not? Yuck, no, is- got to- <laughs> There's an open mic that you just gave me. I've got to play something. <laughs> I told you it was going to get out of hand. It was not going to get out of hand. Get out of this hand. one's not out of hand. No, yet, this, this yet. one. This is what starts okay. it. This goes back to what you guys like to always talk about. You can say one thing, but the other one gets blamed for something. So here you go. All right. Birthday, PK. What would DJ do without you? You guys are elites. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is the guy came Whose away. birthday is it? <laughs> it's PK's birthday. <laughs> well, it's not my birthday. Not yet. We're coming up on it, though. Yeah, my birthday is always on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Whose birthday it is in, a, in three weeks? Uh, Kyle. The Whitmeister. Yeah. He'll be 62. <laughs> oh, man. And then, 17 days later... It's his wife's birthday. <laughs> you know how sometimes she people told me say that. stuff to me, and then I just fire right back at him. I've done that for a long time. In a negative way? Uh, in a challenging way, confrontational way. Sometimes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know when I'm in a meeting, right? Okay, yeah. So oh, I'm yeah, in, yeah, I'm, yeah. In a, I'm in a meeting, college radio, and a woman had no interest in sports. We had an FM station, and we had an AM station. And the FM went to three counties, traditional 91.9, you know, regular. And the AM went uh, just over uh, carrier current to the dorms, and nobody heard it. Mm-hmm. And a woman in a meeting says, why don't we move sports to the AM? <laughs> I looked right at her and said, why don't we move your show to the AM? <laughs> and I just got a text from a friend of mine who still lives in California. DJ, nice. glad you never had to celebrate yeah, your birthday yeah. on the AM with Sylvia Curtis. Nice. That was a, that was a quick comment. Good one. I that like it. it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford is up next.